Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. How exciting. Oh, my God. Had such a beautiful time for my 50th birthday celebration, and I thank you all for your patience in the fact that I could not release um, two episodes for you, but I know that, you know, you were there with me spiritually at my event, and I know that you were okay with me taking a little minor break. I'm just so grateful, and I get I get to come back with um, such a newfound experience with people. I mean, usually I'm the one who is speaking, and I'm listening, and I'm hearing everybody, and this time was very different. This time, people got to see me. And those that were there are definite expanders for me. And I, I just learned so much in Napa to be with in communion with friends and family and those that actually really, really are there to celebrate me. And just I, I'm just elated for just the opportunity. And so now I get to rest and reflect and I really reflected on this feast um, uh, that I had, which meant that feast for me is not only nourishment, like physical nourishment, like food-wise, but also spiritually. I really felt fully nourished in my spirit and I did things that I didn't think I was going to, do, but I did, and I'm so grateful that I did. I'm not going to say what, but what I do have to say is that I'm just really, really grateful that I had this opportunity to celebrate and be in communion with those that I love and care for and just have this space where we created joy, we created happiness and excitement, and we all receive from one another this soul-to-soul engagement. And so with that in mind, I really wanted you all to um, 
come back fresh and renewed. And I wanted to share a new episode with you. And this time I interviewed someone by the name of Mariana Guerra, who is a nanny. And the reason why I brought her on was because her story, her journey is very unique, but yet you can see the passion she has in raising these children. And I know how difficult it is to find a nanny that loves your kids just as much as you love them. And so I really wanted to um, grab her tips on how to elect a nanny that works for your family. And then also the way nannies see us, right? Because it's a it's a relationship. And, and some relationships take years, right? So without further ado, this is Mariana Guerra. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. I'm excited here to have this beautiful soul in front of me. Her name is Mariana Guerra. And see, here's the thing about Mariana. I met her, um, you know, I think it's now a couple of years, no, Mariana? Yes. 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 Very- Yes. <laughs> and I, and and she's been a part of my network and um a, a strong supporter of women and I wanted to bring her here on the podcast to discuss something that is very important for amigas who have children and our professionals out there and have to rely on their nannies to take care of their kids while they're going to work and and, you know, getting shit done at, in the corporate America, you know, trying to raise uh, um, money for oneself and the family. And then at the same time, you know, having to leave the kids behind because obviously you got to work. So this is the reason why I have her here. She has a beautiful story and we're going to go up and down and we're going to cry and we're going to laugh and we're going to do all the things. And so Mariana, welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure oh. and an honor. Oh, it's all the honor is mine as well, Amiga. So for those Amigas out there that don't know who you are, let's take them back. You know, where are you from, Mariana? And if you could give us a little bit background on your family history. I mean, just briefly, because I know we can be here. That's a long one. A long one, right? <laughs> but let's let's do the highlights. <laughs> okay, so like you said, my name is Mariana. Mariana Beltran, and when I got married, it's Mariana Guerra. Now, uh, I was born in Mexico City, and um, what, right after that, I was taken to, my mom took me to Tijuana, Rosarito, to an orphanage when I was three months old. And not only me, but my two other sisters. And she left us there. My sisters say they she came like twice to visit us, but um I don't was I was so small I don't I don't remember anything, but um yeah I never met her until later on. Mm. I was there and that's all I knew an orphanage. That's all I knew orphanage going to school coming back and nothing else no roots of Mexico no roots of anything just religion and just being in the orphanage 
So tell me, okay, so at this time you're in Tijuana in the orphanage as a, as yes. a little girl. Okay. So you, you not knowing who your mom, who your dad, nothing. You knew nothing. your siblings, correct? I knew I had two sisters and okay. they were, yeah. They were there with you. They were there for me and with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what was your experience um, in an orphanage? Because I would like to say that most of us don't have that knowledge. Yeah. And you only hear the some horrific stories and then we hear some positive stories so tell us what what was your life story in the orphanage well positive there's always positive out of anything that comes out and wherever you are there's a purpose that's what I believe the positive thing is that I have never I always had everything like never like I I was never able like not able but I was never never had to go look for food shelter, anything. I have food. I had a warm bed. And the only the thing that I needed it is love mm. and caring and someone being there for me. I just felt like alone, like something missing. Mm. Something missing. Like there's something else there for me that I know that this is not it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was it was aggressive sometimes. There were many times there were it was very aggressive and that's all I knew. Like I had no no work for myself, no choices for myself. It was everything that they tell you, this is what you do. Like even going like this, like if you answer like this, like, I don't know, they'll smack you right there. Like, no, you can't even do that. So it was very strict, very religious. I do have, um, I am very thankful that I know God in my heart, but it's not the way that it was taught to me. It was not that harsh. It was as a loving God. It's something else. That's when later I knew it was like, okay. okay. Okay, this is how it is. Yeah, no. So tell us, okay, so obviously you stay at the orphanage for a certain period of time. What 12 years. Happened? 12 years? Mm -hmm. 12 okay. years of my life. 12 years of your life. So you're there at 12, 12 years old because you went in yeah. at three months, right? Yep. Tell me what happened. Why, why did you leave? We ran away. You my sisters. Away. Yeah. We ran away because uh, the, uh, it was getting too aggressive. Like my, it's pretty intense. My sister came, my sister Salome, the, the one in the middle, she was very, very defensive, like very protected, like, no, you're not going to do this. Like, I was very quiet. I'll be like, okay, I'll do it. But she will always question it. She will be like, no. And she'll always fight. So she was she was the kind of like, in quotes, like the troublemaker. But of course, she wasn't the troublemaker. She was just trying to stand for herself. Yeah, yeah. So that day that I didn't run away that day, but that's when it started. Uh, my sister came and I was like, just bleeding and bleeding because that lady was... The lady of the orphanage was just hitting me with her heel in my head and like just hitting, hitting, hitting. And she opened like I had every time I go do my hair, they're like, oh, what happened to you here? I'm like, oh, I just had something there. So my sister saw that and she's like, this is it. This is not going to happen again. So she got <laughs> she got the broom and she started like hitting the lady. <laughs> yeah. And she oh was just God. like, I, this is not going to happen again. Like, this is it. So she ran away. And then she told my other sister and they both ran away. As soon as they knew that, they pulled me back and they they just didn't let me go out because they didn't want me to run away with them. 
So they run away and they send me like a little note with like with little kids. Like they had like a, a back, like a big wall and they will be like, tell Mariana not to worry that we're going to come. Like I was never afraid. I was never, I never knew. I, I always knew that they were going to come for me. Like I was not like, oh, they left me here. Like I always had that certainty that it's okay. It's, they're going to come and get me. Right. So they right. did send me a note like, hey, don't worry, we're going to come and get you. And then as time passed by, I wasn't allowed to go to school anymore because uh, they knew they were going to come and get me. And then uh, there was another day they sent a message. Hey, at this time over here, they're going to come and get you. So you just be ready. And then that's when it happened. We went to that wall. For me, it was like a giant wall with rocks. Mm -hmm. Now that I see it, it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. That I climb and just we, they just came and get me and we run away. You ran away. Wow. So you were fleeing the abuse because you and your siblings were being abused by Mm -hmm. the people at the orphanage. And it's so confusing for a kid. Yeah. Especially if you weren't given love, this is, well, is this how it is always? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So finally you take off. So then what happens after? We ended up being like, my sister knew a pastor and they, they told us whenever you guys need help, we're here for you guys. So we ended up in their house. They found us from the orphanage. And they're like, oh, no, you guys got to come back. And I think that the the pastor knew the people from the newspaper, the El Heraldo. I don't know if you know that, but El Heraldo is like okay. a big newspaper in Mexico. Okay. So they talk, they talked to the lady and like, oh, if you don't let them go, we're going to have to post all this in the media. And of course, she didn't want any of that to happen. So we came back with them and to the orphanage just to sign the paper that my sister was already 18. She was able to release us and say, okay, you guys are leaving and she's consenting for you guys. Mm. And that's how we were able to like get out. Okay. In a proper way. Yeah. Okay. So then now you're under the guardianship of your, your sister, like your sister's like your mom, if you will. Yeah. 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 She signed it off. Okay. And so, so when that happened, did you continue with your education? I waited there and I I think we stayed there for a couple of months. And my sister knew this lady that used to help the orphanage. They call it me Madrina. So they will be like, oh, and Madrina from mis 15 años. So yeah. she had this phone number. She's like, she told me if we ever need it. So she called her and the next day she was there. She came and helped us and gave us, um, gave like bought, bought us clothes, anything we needed, and then she she gave us a proposal and said, "What would you guys think if we I can take you guys with me to LA?" We didn't know. We we're like my sister. We we're like, okay, cool. We didn't have anywhere else to go. That was the only choice, like to yeah. a better life in a way. Yeah. So we did. She did was you able. Know what LA meant? Yeah, because they. When we were on the orphanage, uh-huh. they used to dress like we used to be like in a choir. Like uh, they used to put us in the oh, uniforms and yeah. sing, and they bring us here right. to churches to sing so they can collect money. Yes. Okay, I see. So we kind of knew because they would bring us on our bus and then take us back. Do we just go sing and then come back? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So we knew it was like United States, oh. <laughs> United States, those yeah. gringos those where gringos. the hamburgers are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as a kid, you, you like those hamburgers. I mean, even <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> so, okay. So then, all right. This so La Madrina is like, let's go to LA. And you guys yeah. say yes. So we then we said, yeah, let's so, do it. And, and you left. You we, went. Yeah. She tried to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. We went to get passport pictures and everything. It was impossible. So she was like, I have another offer for you guys. Are you okay? Are you guys willing to come back with a coyote? And we were like, what is that? For me, it was an adventure. I'm like, we're going to run? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I didn't know the danger. I didn't know anything. I was like, whatever my sisters say, we'll follow. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is back in the 80s, I would think, right? Yeah. 90. We we crossed on 90, 1992. 92. Okay. I see. Okay. All right. So we just came with the Coyote. The first time they got us. Mm, the second yeah. time they got us. And then the third time we were able to cross. Mm, three, three times. And she brought time. us. Yeah. <laughs> she brought us to her house with so much love and care and just treated us like their daughter. Oh, wow. it was really nice. Like a, what a madrina does, you know? Mm -hmm. And for those amigas who, who don't speak Spanish, madrina is a godmother and a godmother obviously is like your second mom from your biological. And so that's wonderful to hear that you had such a beautiful human angel Mm -hmm. that came and brought you to a different path, a non-abusive path, I would mm -hmm. think. So you yeah. arrive here in LA and then what happens? Well, she enrolled me for junior high. I started junior high and then high school. And then I started doing child development classes. I did two years of child development and that's when it all started at my my kind of like my road of knowing like caring for kids mm -hmm. yeah that's when I knew that's what I wanted to yeah and so you take these courses in child development and where does it lead you to well it's it I started there because I was ILACC mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I was I I, I I was doing it with a face social security. I didn't have any papers. I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. I did my two years and then I was about to fix my papers. So when you fix your papers, you have to kind of ask for a pardon. I had to go back to Mexico. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I went back to Mexico. And when I came back, I went back to LACC to see if I can continue. And they were like, there's no record of you here. This social security never existed. And you have to start all over again. So I was like, I can't do that. I don't want to yeah. do that. They, they so, wouldn't be able to transfer your alias to your real name. Mm -hmm. okay. They didn't have any record because that yeah. social security was never, like it didn't exist. Right, 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 right. Well, which is something that happens to many Mexicans and Latin Americans who come to this country without papers is that they then assert themselves in this country using other papeles chuecos, as they would say, you know, fake papers yeah. and um, to work. I mean, to work and go to school and to live, to survive in the United States. So you did a thing that, that happens to 
thousands, if not millions of people who, you know, have to do what they got to do in order to survive. Yeah. So, okay. So the, the, the credits weren't transferred to you, but you know, as you finish, you know, what you did, you, you went and got your papers, came back, you're now legal. What was your next step? What was your course of action? Cause you, I'm, I would imagine that you wanted to do something with child development. Yes, I did. But I then later on, I thought it was going to be longer. Not that I think about it. I'm like, I should have that, just done it and finish it. Yeah. It's, well, you, it's never too late to do. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I just did it. I was like, what am I going to do? Maybe I'll do something else. And I went back to um, a community college, community like place that, where I did my medical administration assistant course. Mm-hmm. And I graduated. I was pregnant by that time already. And I didn't, um, well, I finished it and I went to, I went, I started working. I didn't like the environment of the office. I was like, this is not for me. This is not, I don't, I don't feel it. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no, I can't do this. And then I just stopped doing that. And I started taking care of kids. Okay. So and then opportunity open. And that's when I like, would you like to do this? I'm like, sure. Okay. That's when I knew I'm like, okay, this is where it is. This is your calling. This is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. So you started taking care of children, some other person's um, uh, kids. So yeah, I go to their houses. And so my my understanding is that you actually take not only take care of you know just normal family families kids, but you also have taken care of celebrity kids. Yes. Yes. So tell me how. How is that possible? Like you, I mean, you know what I mean? You're, you're now considered a nanny, but like there has to be some sort of introduction to someone with that status. How to tell me about that process. So when you start as a nanny, you just start like people, like I didn't have no experience, no nothing. For me, my experience is like, I'm a human being. Like I have my own kids. By that time, I already had two kids. (laughs) to my my two boys and I just said like yeah I have experience but I always meant it on my own yeah I never gave them the details like they're <laughs> I don't have any work <laughs> you're like I have this big you know company where I take care of kids <laughs> yeah yeah that's that where, you get, that's where yeah. you get your education with on your in your own family right so that's when I started and it's I have never been to an agency never been like I don't even have a resume that's how it is. Like it's just a word of mouth, right? Like it. Like I, I, I love staying with a family like for three, four years, and I love changing to any family. Mm. Like this is right now the family that I'm that I'm working currently right now is the longest I have ever stayed. I'm be, I've been there with I've been there for seven years already. Okay, so. so at the beginning, I will just be moving and moving and people started like knowing me and recommending you. And they're like, oh no, look, this is it. Like maybe you can work for this person or maybe you can go over there. And I just, I don't even get interview, like a big interview, just like we already know we of the person that like, how do you say that? The person that- um, They trust, they trust the recommendation. Yes. The recommendation, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. this person recommending you, we don't need much. Like the job is yours. Thank you for being here. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So that's how it starts. You just get recommended. 
So when you go into a family, do you actually physically stay at their homes or you come in and out? It depends. I have stayed there because I do too. I, I used to work with this family that this guy used to sing. Well, he's a singer and I used to tour with them. So I stay with them. I travel with them. Oh, ooh. But most of the time I go and come back. But yeah. when they needed me to travel, like I go with them. Okay. Okay. So it, no wonder you said like I travel <laughs> with an, as a nanny, like, and you, and your jobs tend to be more short than long, uh, shorter than others. So now, even though, you know, you get all these recommendations from people that want to, you know, that want you to be the nanny. Is there a point where you say like, oh, I don't think I want this particular job. Like, do yeah, you I have done that. You just I stay me. there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I stay there. And if I don't like something, I leave. I will say thank you very much, but I don't think this is gonna work. Okay. And can you tell us like what would be your non-negotiables here? Like you're saying, like, oh no, I'm not working with this family. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they think they're putting me on probation, but I am putting them on probation too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It goes back and forth. Like right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not one-sided. Like when you work with one family, it gets very personal. You get to know very intimate. Every conversation, you get to know how they really are, not what they show outside. Right. And they might be very important, very rich or whatever. But for me, that's not it. It's like be kind, be human. I am going to be taking care of the most precious things that you have and it's your child. Right. This is what you. This is what you work for. So... My non-negotiable is if they, I, I need to be treated like a human being. Mm, yeah. If they scream, they scream at me or they, they like demand something really harsh. I will be like, no, this is not going to work. Yeah. You're not going to treat me like this. Right, right, right. So I do just say no. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so let's talk about a little bit when you do have, you do sit for these very celebrity type of clientele. Um, can you talk about some of your experiences, like a positive and a negative? It's hard because you're on the road. Like I'm gonna say, I'm I'm gonna talk about this one where we were on tour. We we like we go on the bus with three kids, the mom, the dad, and me, and we'll just go to sleep the next. The, and the next morning we'll be in a different city and the next morning in a different city the next morning and it's really really fun because I do take my job as like this is fun like I'm gonna enjoy it this is not I take it as this is part of my life I can like you have to enjoy what you do like if I go to a new city then I'll take the kids to a museum we'll go to parks that we, I would never go here in LA yeah. so we just enjoy and it's then ugly part is that it's hard like you're there you're not there only just to have fun but to take care of them make sure they're fine that they're secure that they're safe yeah 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 now right make it easy for them it's a big responsibility you mm -hmm. know vice versa yeah you know to entrust someone like for instance like if i hired you to entrust you to take care of my kid and yeah you like I want to make sure that I'm doing good for me and for the kid, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Like what before I get into an airplane with them, I know 
I, I put little packages and I say, okay, so I'm going to be taking care of them. The, the parents aren't just going to be there, but I'll be entertaining them. And it's, it's a child. He wants to, he's going to stay there for seven, five, depends to fly. Like you're there to help. So I take little snacks. I do little like activities that we can sit down and it, it makes it so easy. It makes it so nice for me and for the parents that you're not going to be in the airplane and the kid's going to be crying and it's not going to be good for you or for anybody else in there. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say that are the do's and don'ts in trying to find a nanny? Like what, what should a parent do in order to find a, a capable nanny? What should they see in that nanny? What should they see? Um, well, like for me, Who's recommending you? What are what are they what are what are they talking about you? Like, if they want to find a nanny, like, what is it that makes that person that is recommending is recommending you? Like, mm -hmm. and what do I see on them? Is that they they're okay trusting me? Like sometimes I go and I go and meet people and they're like, oh, but you cannot do this. You cannot like they're not trusting me. Yeah. Oh. Not. So I'll be like, okay. So maybe I know it's not going to work. They're going to be overprotected. They over manipulated. And like, if you do that, then you're, it's not okay. Like you're going to, maybe you take care of your own kid. Like if you don't trust me. Right. And it's hard and it's hard. I understand because I got like, when I was a child, like, you don't know what they're doing to you. They, they, they close doors, no cameras. You can be so abusive. The child is not going to talk. Yeah. Can talk and say what it happened. So I always say, always believe you're, you're your child always believe your kid whatever it is sometimes I have little things that are like I'm gonna tell my mom I'm like go ahead tell them and then we're like talking to the parent I'm like oh you gotta believe this and like he, like I will say what is it that you don't like that I did wrong yeah. they all tell me because I want them to express I don't want them to be oppressed I want them to be able to communicate like no matter what and even though if the parents were like no Mariana listen to mariana i believe her and i'll be like no but this is how she feels and it's okay and i and i do apologize like oh you were screaming at me too yeah. much or you were doing this like maybe i turned around and i, I wasn't screaming but i'm very firm mm. of what i'm like please don't do that like that's not okay yeah. and then she will cry with her mom and be like mariana was screaming at me and i'm like and she will tell me no but i believe mariana and i'll be like no but i'm um, thank you for telling me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was probably too too firm on you, but I won't do it. Or I will. Well, let's let's change the way we can. Like let's let's do a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they, I find that that is a. It seems like there's like this communication and and good relationship because it's, yes. it's not just because they're paying you. You get you you Mariana. You have to do it this way. You have mm -hmm. your own style. You got you do these little you know, packages for the kids and, and entertain them. So, you know, the children, you probably know them better than the parents, right? Most likely. Yes. Most of the time. Ooh. Can you share maybe um, an experience that you've had where it was very obvious that you, that the kid was far more attached to you than, than the parent? I, that's one of the things that I am very aware of and very present and, I try not to, I try not to, I will be, always be like, I don't, I, and I see it in another nannies and it's okay. And like, that's how they do it. 
but they like call me mommy oh yes call me mommy like no if you call me no I'm not your mom remember I'm Mariana Mm-hmm. I am I love you and I take care of you but I don't want I don't want to be leaving every day and the baby is hanging into my leg no don't go and it's so painful for the mom to see that yeah. they don't want to stay there and I I always take them back yeah in a nice way I'm like okay go go hug mommy remember she loves you she cares for you I always try not to do that yeah yeah, I oh, I'm like it's not that I'm putting a boundary or a wall, but I I am because I'm gonna leave. Yeah, they're gonna stay with the parents. Like that's their parents. That's who they belong. That's where they belong. I am here just to take care of you and love you and help you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet. I mean, it's and and how many families have you worked with? A lot. I don't remember. Let me see. You're like hundreds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no 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 no. maybe 10 I'm not sure mm. I've been doing this for almost oh my kids were little it's been a while yeah maybe 10 or 11 something I don't know I haven't kept track of yeah yeah and I for the question you were asking me I try to do pictures and like and we went from one family, I will do a book and I will do pictures and I will be, this is what, like, let's say, Jay, Jay likes to do this. We do this every day and then a picture. And then the next day, or maybe once a week, I will write about them and let the parents know, mm-hmm. like, I want you to be involved as much as, be, as busy as you are, but I want you to know that you can come back to the book and be like, oh, so you, and have a conversation with their kid. Yeah, yeah. And I send them everything. Like I I like I'm just here. I'm just a vessel. Just you are the parent. Here we go. Yeah. Like I I've been many many times when I the baby's starting to walk and the parent didn't see that. I yeah. make sure that I take a video of that when they're talking and where they're saying like even though their first word instead of saying that but they used to call me Mañana or mana is weird because my name is so long. So I'll yeah. be directing yeah. them like mama, dada. Aww. Like I try to direct them with their parents, like not to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're very clear of the fact that there is a distinction. Yes. They take care of you, but that is your parent over there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, it's very important because sometimes... It gets, I see, and I'm not sure if this is for real, in these like soap operas and movies and how the nanny takes care of all the kids and the kids have zero relationship with the parents. But you're saying is that what you do is the opposite of that. You make sure that the parent is involved still, mm-hmm. that you're not the mom, you mm-hmm. are the nanny and, and yes. very very defined on that regard right yeah okay is there any advice um that you have for mommies that are listening to this podcast on uh in in um finding the right nanny and then also how we can better educate ourselves in 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 um in finding i mean in being better parents to our kids when they're with nannies well, first for the moms not to feel guilty, because mm-hmm. that's the first thing, guilt, guilt. Yeah, yeah. And then they start bribing them with 
Ah. candies and like all kinds of that stuff. and I see it I see it a lot and I there's moments that I do have to step back I'm like it's okay this is how this is this is the only way there's no other way because she's too busy he's too busy and I step back like instead of like because I I don't I don't like giving the candy the kids so much candy so much junk but if that's the only way and the parents are okay, there's only one family that I had to go through that and I have to step back and I'm like, there's nothing I can change here. It's okay. Just let it be. Yeah. I do my best. I yeah. just try to, on the area that I can do. And um, what was the other question? Like, what advice do I give them? Just, just, just to listen, to see, to see the, the child. Mm -hmm. When I leave or when the person leaves, to see their behavior. Mm, Sometimes yeah. they reflect what you, what who you are and what you are. Yeah. If they, if you hear that they are being a little aggressive, if you see them a little off, you have to, you have to pay attention to that because mm, yeah. they're not there. And they're either they're copying it from somebody else or they're just getting it from the nanny. Yes. Yes. And to be more present, yeah. especially now, it's it hurts me because they're not present. They're on their phone. Yeah. I, 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 and I believe that that's how you make money. You have to be there. You have to be there, but that's why you're there. You're make you're working so hard for this child, but you're not there. Like yeah. money is not everything. Yeah. Be present. You be present. That's what I, that's my big thing. Be present, be active with them. Even though you have five minutes with them, just be there. Be there, be there. Just yeah. be there for them. Absolutely. So, I mean, yes. And so tell me if, you know, if you, I always ask all my um, guests on the podcast, if they could provide a tip or two on how an amiga can handle her shit, what would that be? For me, just love, mm. love, love, love. Yeah. Just, just handle your shit with love and just come back to yourself. Like me, there's one, something that I do. I do affirmation walks. Mm. I go for a walk and I, that's when I release, I go, I love going hiking. Yeah. I love going walking. If, even though if I just need to go to the mountains and just cry and scream. Yeah. That's enough for me. That's enough. Yeah. Then I come back and I'm like, okay, I'm back. Come back to yourself. <laughs> come back to love. Come back to yourself. Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for that. And, and is there any, anything else you'd like for amigas on, on the podcast to know that we haven't talked about? This is the hardest thing when, I don't know. Um, just love, just be yourself. Just yeah. remember that we are here for a reason and a purpose. Mm, yeah. And it seems like your purpose is with kids. Yes. Uh, be happy. Yeah. Be happy. Have love. Yeah. Yes. Don't, 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 don't live in the past. Just live in the future and the present. That's what, that's what I do for myself. Just mm -hmm. look at your blessings. Don't look at your sorrows or anything like that. Yeah. Ex yeah, exactly. And you know, I, you know, I, there's always like that. Like if you look at the drama, the things that have gone and it's like, okay, why even focus on that? It already mm -hmm. happened in the past. Let it go. Let yes. It something new, right? Yes. Focus on the love and, and go on affirmation walks with Mariana. 
<laughs> yes, 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 yes. We'll take our shoes off and walk. Yes, I love that. The kids go with you too? I have taken some, but not, not like 2020 was really a good year for us. Where you couldn't go anywhere, well, I'll just take them for hikes. Yeah. The park, the park was closed. So what would we do? Like nothing. Like yeah. let's go on walks. Let's go to the mountains, and that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's 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 your happy place. Yes, it is. Oh, wonderful! Well, thank you so much, Mariana, for being here on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.